He is riding on a donkey. Your king will bring news of peace to the nations. This is the word of God for God's people. Amen. Do you ever have um, numbers that just stick in your brain? I remember when I was in middle school, and I learned when I was in middle school back in 1975, I remember learning that the earth had four billion people in it. And we all wondered together as a social studies class, how could the earth possibly have four billion in it? Nowadays, according to which expert you believe, we're either at eight billion or we're nearing eight billion. I, I haven't counted them all, so I can't tell you exactly. We're either at eight billion or we're approaching eight billion. Ms. Wynn, my wonderful teacher back in seventh grade at Scarlet Elementary School in Ann Arbor, Michigan, I don't know if she could envision a day when there would be eight billion people here. The earth has gone from one billion people in 1800 to eight billion people these days. Eight billion people who need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Eight billion people who need a message that maybe reaches outside the box and into their heart. Last week, we talked about some people who were welcome in God's family, even though others would think they are outside the box of who would be welcome. They were treasured enough to be in Christ's lineage. Today, we're going to spend a little time talking about a different mammal that God made, if you will. We're going to talk about donkeys today. What can donkeys teach us about the character of God? What message from a donkey is good news for the 8 billion people on this planet? How does Jesus on a donkey speak fresh truth to the world today? How does it show us that peace is in the heart of Christmas? Because this is the peace I want. This is the peace the world needs and this is the piece we'll explore in our scriptural study. I think we've probably all seen instances in our lives where God works outside our box. One Bible character who knew this experience well was Joseph in the book of Genesis. You might remember that Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers. He ends up in Egypt and when he ends up in Egypt, he rises through the ranks and becomes a mighty leader in Egypt that saves the whole country and eventually his own family by having them save up food during good times so that when drought times arrive, he's able to save them all. He's reunited with his family near the end of Genesis, and they're, they're basically throwing themselves at his feet, apologizing profusely, and he said this to them. Read it with me, if you will. You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. The forces of Egypt, the forces of violence, the forces of evil had seemed to win the day. But God's people kept their hope that God would rise above at all, and indeed God did. 
our God still acts outside of our boxes. Our God can still bring good out of evil. In the Greensboro community, there was a big example of this recently. You might have read about it in the newspaper or seen on television. My friends at Vandalia Presbyterian Church saw this recently. You might have read that a couple months ago, they have a food pantry that they open up every Wednesday. And a couple months ago, they had thieves break into the building and steal $800 of frozen meat that they had ready to give to the community. At this point, uh, my friend Lynn, who uh, is the one who runs it there, she wondered whether that was the end of their food pantry. It appeared to be the last straw to break the camel's back, if you will. It seemed like the winds of evil were blowing and they were gonna blow out the lighthouse to the community that Vandalia Presbyterian Church is. But instead, it has become a life flow to their ministry. The Greensboro grasshoppers were the first to step up and they gave them $1,000 to immediately cover the cost of their meat. Along the way, Boiler Masters, Community Foundation of Greater Greensboro, D&Y Well Drilling, Electric Supply and Equipment, Michael W. Henry CPA, Dakota Smith Jr. Insurance Agency, City of Greensboro, Piranha Nail and Staple Incorporated, plus seven sister churches, all came together. $25,000 plus was raised. And that does not count the food that is in their pantry this day. As a blessing in my life, tomorrow I am preaching at their church. This message that I'm sharing with you today as we celebrate the fact that God delivered them through this time of crisis. Vandals broke into Vandalia seeking to break their spirit, hoping to break their bank. And God said, I have got other ideas about this situation. I want this lighthouse to keep shining. And God's people managed to summon a peace that passed the moment of understanding. The forces of violence had seemed to win, but God's people had hope and peace as they rose above the moment. So let's dive into the life of Christ and see these same kinds of realities we just talked about lived out with Jesus on a donkey. So again, oopsie, that went twice. Our main text today is, look, your king is coming to you. He's the good king who won the victory, but he is humble. He is riding on a donkey, on a young donkey, born from a work animal. Now, this is a text with a double application in the very life of Jesus Christ. There are two times where Jesus rode on a donkey and showed humility. Two times where Jesus is on a humble animal, but he's really a king. Two times that Jesus stood up to the powers that be and showed that though the forces of violence and evil were seeming to win, God's people could have hope and peace because God rises above the circumstances. We're going to turn to Matthew 1 and see something about Jesus riding on a donkey in the early reign of Christ. 
So reading here out of Matthew 1, and 23, it says, so the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet had said, a virgin will have a baby boy and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now we know this text that tells us the promise comes true, talks about the fact that Jesus and Mary did a whole bunch of things, that Jesus and Joseph and Mary did a bunch of things to fulfill prophecy in the birth of Jesus. And one of those was that Mary and Joseph were called to go to Bethlehem shortly before Jesus was to be born. Mary and Joseph looked like victims of Rome, if you will. There was a census that was to be taken, and you had to go to your hometown. Now, Mary and Joseph could have gone to the leaders and said, she's 8.95 months pregnant. Can we have an exception? But do you ask the Romans for an exception? You do not ask the Romans for an exception. No exceptions for a baby about to be born. They had to travel. And I know I'm inferring here because it's not in the actual text, but it's always been thought that they rode on a donkey in order to get there. And it also seems that it was prophesied by Isaiah about that. Here's an interesting verse, Isaiah 1, verse 3. We're not clicking up here. Great, thank you. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's manger, but Israel does not know, my people do not understand. Now, admittedly, this is a prophecy talking about God's people at that time not seeing what God is trying to do, but it also talks about an ox knowing its master and the donkey its owner's manger, and we know Jesus was born in a manger, so many folks, including myself, see this as telling us that Jesus would be born in a manger. I believe this is why we often see scenes full of animals when we see manger scenes. And the Jewish people miss the moment. Yes, some shepherds came. Yes, a few people came over from Babylon. We'll talk about that more in a future message two weeks from today. Yes, some created beings came to worship the baby Jesus, but the majority of people on the earth missed it. Innkeepers turned the Holy Family away. I don't have enough room. A miracle was about to occur in the manger, and the world said no. Peace for the whole world was about to be found in the tiny package of a baby. And so few were there to see it. But God, who is Emmanuel, was born in that manger. God, who is the one who is God with us, was born in that manger. And to prove his character, he rode with his mama on a donkey. Again, government forces seemed to win as the family rode through the night. But God's peace won at the manger, for he was born perfectly. The world had peace because God rose above it all. The prince of peace lay in a manger. God is one of us. The author of peace lay there, lay there rising above the moment of their understanding. Indeed, peace is in the heart of Christmas. So let's make a jump now for the last discussion in our sermon from the first text 
early on in Matthew chapter 1. Moving to the chapter that talks about near the end of Jesus' life, we're moving to Matthew chapter 21, looking at verse 2. We started looking at the first few hours and days of Jesus' life. Now we're talking about those last days of Jesus' life. Jesus is getting his disciples ready for the walk into the village, and we read in Matthew 21, 2, saying to them, go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. This is not an accident, my fellow believers. The Prince of Peace had ridden on a donkey into Bethlehem and was born in a manger, offering peace for you and peace for me to center our lives upon. Now the Prince of Peace will ride into Jerusalem. He will ride on a donkey as a symbol of peace. Let's paint a little bit more of this picture, if you will. The Feast of Passover has the city of Jerusalem packed. Two great men in society are entering on the same day. The city is agog with excitement. The Romans have their man coming to visit. Pilate has left his seaside villa and come in to join the celebration in Jerusalem and flex his power a little bit, remind him who's boss in this situation. Legions of armed soldiers came with him. He came in riding strong, high upon a horse of war, dressed in the finest clothes of the day. And he sends the message in everything he says and does, I have the power, bow before me. He comes in from the west, and the opportunity for peace seems to rest in the hands of the military and this man. But we know better, don't we? Because meanwhile, Jesus enters from the other side of town. His believers are stirred up quite a bit. They are zealots in the making in their feverish pitch they have arrived to with Jesus getting to Jerusalem. Many believe he's going to come into town, take Pilate on one on one and knock him out. Others are just as equally excited just to be with the Prince of Peace. He's not riding on a horse of war. He's riding on a donkey of peace. He's not wearing the finest expensive clothing. He's wearing a simple tunic. And his followers are armed indeed. But they're armed with palm branches. They are armed with coats. They are armed with voices singing praise as they lay their coats and palm branches in front of him. Matthew 21 actually says that when Jesus comes in at this time, it is a fulfillment of the prophecy we read earlier. And they send the good news. They say, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus is on a lowly donkey, but he is the highest. Believers have hearts of peace, for there's real power in the example of Jesus Christ. And the battle is about to begin. But it's not the battle the crowd is looking for. It's not the battle the crowd might be fearing. It's not the battle the crowd might be saying, oh, I wonder if it's going to happen now. 
because he's not there to fight Pilate. He's not there to fight Caiaphas. Jesus is there to fight death and its power. Jesus did not come as Emmanuel to, to defeat Rome. Jesus came as Emmanuel to lay down his life for you and for me. This is why peace is in the heart of Christmas. Read with me the text, if you will, out of the book of Genesis. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Joseph in Egypt was oppressed by his brothers. And he said, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. The Romans are choosing to attack, to tax their extra, their already oppressed people. Joseph and Mary are forced to ride a donkey back to his hometown. And they too could say, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to save many people. Vandalia Church was broken into and oppressed. And they this day can say, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to save many people. The Passover feast was happening. Pilate was flexing his power as the oppressor. Jesus comes riding in on a donkey five days before he's going to be arrested. And they can say, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to save many people alive. Peace, indeed, is in the heart of Christmas. Peace can reign in the heart of Christians because oppressors cannot win because the God of peace is with us. Which takes us to one final scripture. Can you help me out? Thank, thank you. The Prince of Peace is mighty powerful indeed. He's known as a wonderful counselor. The counselor who whispers in our ear when we're facing all kinds of trials, all kinds of doubts, all kinds of circumstances. The counselor who whispers in our ear, Jesus is with you. He is the light of the world. Don't be afraid. Jesus is our mighty God, the God who made you, the God who redeemed you, and the God who is one with you today. Our God is the everlasting Father who sent Christ to make the way so that we could be with God forever because indeed he defeated death and its power. Where, O grave, is thy sting? Where, O death, is thy victory? And Jesus is the Prince of Peace who reminds us that whatever violence comes our way, whatever power tries to knock us down, whatever regrets keep springing up in our brain to remind us we've made mistakes before, whatever fears creep into our lives for the future, we can have peace because the Prince of Peace is in our hearts. And all God's children said, amen and amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. 
May God's face shine upon you, be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon your life with the kind of favor that gives you peace in any circumstance today, tomorrow, and forevermore.